Welcome to Sports Trebuchet. This is Marty. This is Kyle. This is Jeff. Oh, Jeff is here. What's a Jeff? Uh, we are um, Sports Trebuchet. Welcome to the show. Um, follow us at, at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, if you have a five-star review, whatever you write, I will read. And if you want to give me a character to read it in, I'll also read it in character. Give whatever us a it is. One-star review will shun you. We'll just cry in our sleep. Um, this is a special edition because it's the uh, Power Y team. It's uh, it's going to be a college football-centric episode. So if you don't like college football, uh, you sh- you should, right? <laughs> yeah, your loss. Um, and if you do, welcome. Uh, so I'm Marty. That's Kyle. That's Jeff. Jeff is new to the show. Uh, Jeff. Welcome. Thank you. Do you want to drop your Twitter? I do not. Oh, smart, <laughs> smart move, honestly. You could just not use Twitter like I do. I'm going to put his Twitter on. Yeah, follow us at Sports Trivia Street. I'm going to retweet everything he says, no matter what. Uh, so you'll get to it. Um, Jeff, tell us about your uh, love for college football. Well, my love for college football started when this shitty little team from North Carolina came up to Ann Arbor, Michigan and oh. beat. Oh, no. That's what it started. Is that really <laughs> my favorite team? My burgeoning team that I enjoyed. So that's why I came to the state. Had, had you heard of Appalachian State before that win? No. Nobody did. No one knew where it was. I mean, you're you're right. I had definitely. People were like, where's Appalachian State? Yeah. Is it like the after the mountains? <laughs> so that's why you have an Armani Edwards tattoo on your back. I swear to God, I thought he was going to do big things in the NFL because of that game. I was like, he's a chosen one. Oh, and Armani Edwards is the coolest fucking name, man. It was so cool. At least he, he didn't lose to like a shitty, like a Chad Smith or some boring quarterback name. He was such a shitty just slot receiver for the Panthers. Yeah, which was really a disappointment for fact, everyone. Say, just run the Wildcat because that was like when the Wildcat was in vogue. Yeah, and if they had kept uh, Matt Jones around, then you could oh, have had God. two quarterbacks as receivers. But Matt Jones would have been coked out the entire time. That's true. Uh, which is what Appalachia is known for, actually, is their drugs. So Matt. it's probably. A um, so let's get to the nitty gritty, uh, which I don't know what that means. Um, we're probably going to do this again, depending on how bad Jeff sucks or not. Um, but really, uh, we're in the off season in college football, so it's kind of a weird thing. So what we wanted to talk about. It's kind of a perfect stopping point because it's the NFL Combine just, I think, just wrapped up. Yep. Um, so no one's been drafted yet. We're not going to really talk the draft on or this. Or have they? Kyler We're not Kyler Murray's He's <laughs> already wearing Cardinals red. Um, the recruiting season's over. I think almost all the coach hirings have gone on minus assistance, which is fine. And we're going to kind of talk all of it and kind of go uh, – Shotgun blast and see what we can pick up. Best assistants, assistants already been picked, and that's Greg Robinson. So, where did Greg Robinson end up? He's in UNC. Oh no, that's right with Matt. Um, so you know what? Let's just let's start since I have this nifty spreadsheet up that no one can see that's listening. Um, Visual medium. <laughs> new coaches, new head coaches specifically. We're not going to talk about Greg Robinson, um, but who? Maybe so. I had it marked down for the largest improvement in their first year uh, from who they're, I guess, replacing. But we can kind of talk too, like who do you think is a good hire, bad hire, if you want, whatever you'd like. Um, why don't we start with Jeffrey? So if you're looking at just biggest difference they're going to make in year one, 
probably gonna go with Scott Satterfield at Louisville just because they were beyond <laughs> awful <laughs> under Bobby Petrino. I mean, my God, they cratered last year. Um, they worse than cratered. It's it's literally like going from uh, the Johnny Depp character in Pirates of the Caribbean as your captain to someone that like actually knows what a ship is, how to handle it. Like, we saw how he handles motorcycles and programs and prostitutes, but. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> Louisville's got plenty of them too. But um, yeah, just watching App the last couple of years, I think when you look at like the top ten winningest programs over the last five years, they're like right behind Alabama and Clemson, which is crazy. Yeah. And he brought basically his whole staff there, which sometimes turns out well. Sometimes it like backfires because you go from small school to large school. But I just think. And it's also not super far away. Right. Like it's not like he took a job at Utah. Right. Like. You can still recruit He's the same. He's in the same region. He yeah. just filled up the horse and buggy and went across the state line. Yeah, Oregon Trail. Just, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and they had... They're also incredibly... Uh, God, no one sold you on it. I'm sorry. Um, it's also impressive what he did at Appalachian, considering they, in between all that, made the jump to mm-hmm. FBS, and they never really lost. Like, I think they had yeah. one bad year or one off year. Yeah. Um, they're kind of... Uh, I feel like the... Uh, what's a good? They're almost like Troy or Louisiana Tech, where they've always they just kept being good for ten years, mm-hmm. and it's just there's not really relative to their um, conferences and their competition. They're just not taking a step back. Right. But I think when you go from two and ten, it's not going to be hard to improve because they still got good players. They just had a shitty coach. Right. The only the only problem is I was looking at their schedule. They play. Notre Dame and Clemson, two out of their first three games. <laughs> so the bottom will probably fall out before he starts to build it back up later. I wouldn't be surprised if they start off like 0-4 or something. But now I really, really want Louisville to just endure like a decade of just mediocrity for my own sanity. Yeah. I hate As Louisville. a Syracuse fan. Yes. Understandable. And but do you hate their football team as much as you hate their basketball yes. team? Yes. I guess that makes sense. Is it because of Brian Brom? Did he fuck your sister? <laughs> Oh, not? Was what, was was, what was the running back for that 2007 movie? Michael Bush. Yes. Oh, God, Michael he was, Bush. And he broke his leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm going to do I'm gonna do probably... Like in 2007, Syracuse beat them. And it wasn't that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, oh, yeah. With Andrew, uh, with Andrew Robinson as a quarterback. Gross. That's a throw. Um, also, this so is Michael another... Carter. Uh, a little aside on this podcast, the first concept of us three doing this was to pick like a year and a team and just talk about it. So we may do that yeah. because I'd love to like dive deep into the um, like 2009 Eastern Carolina East East Carolina team and uh, what you really want have to do four is downloads. Just, <laughs> you just want to watch me have a mental breakdown talking about Tony Fiametta. <laughs> yeah, that's precisely. Um, the uh, I think. One of the sneaky picks on here for me is um, Houston went eight and five, right? I think I think with uh, Holgerson they probably win eleven games because there's not a huge change in concept, and Dana does it like no one else, and that conference is so volatile that it won't be hard for him to do it. I don't think um, without looking at their schedule. I think Houston improves. That's only three games, so it sounds kind of like a small step, but they returned because they were kind of an afterthought this year, especially with Ed Oliver sitting out um, the last few games. 
I was going to ask, what happened with them? The only time I saw them was when they gave up 70 points to Army in their bowl game. Houston, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> was that it? Like a, that was the cap on the season. Well, I think what it, the, the biggest thing that ended up happening was when Major got there and he brought in uh, Kendall Bryles, who is, um, for all the weird sticky situations that that name comes with, is probably a top five offensive coordinator, I think. He's incredible. Everything he touches turns to gold. Um or a lawsuit, or or yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Every, I'm sorry. Everything that he touches, everything he touches with permission, it turns into gold. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the when he left and he went to God, was it FAU after him, right? Yeah, he went to Kiffin, joined Kiffin. Kiffin. and they did incredible things with yeah. Kiffin, right? They so were like, ten and two or something. Kind of proof of concept. The night's at Florida State which I'd like to cover later, but um, when he left, uh, Major Applewhite is no slob. I just don't know. It's weird because, like, you can't relate the same thing because he wasn't in an offense that can chuck it, but he was coaching an offense that can chuck it, which doesn't mean he doesn't understand the concept, but it's a weird situation. The same way that, like, um, when Michael Vick was going to be an offense coordinator, it's like, what the hell is he going to do? Because, like, if Virginia Tech, he had a boring offense. He was just running around like crazy. You can't really coach um, chaos, necessarily. Uh, so I think Dana returns that program back where it could be in every kind of system that was there, whether it was um, Bryles being there, whether it was uh, what's-his-face at Arizona uh, Arizona now. Um, there was an A&M, Kevin Sumlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, our brows before him again. Uh, that system works for that city, period. And they draw fans, and he's got unlimited recruiting yeah. in, in the south between that and in uh, Louisiana. So I think it's probably the best hire out of all of them, I think, relative to their school. Ooh, maybe not. Best for one year at least, in terms of difference. Kyle, while you're texting, do you want to give us... Um, <laughs> Why are you looking up porn on your phone? Yes. Do you want us to... T- <laughs> he's looking at Dana Holgerson's shirtless face. Chugging uh, Red Bulls. Yeah, he just wants to see the hair stand up. Yeah. Uh, who, do you, who, who do you think contributes to just a better record than last season by being a new coach in their situation? Uh, you know what? I'm going to pay... There's, there's two teams up there that I'm looking at. Um, one, as much as I hate to say it, North Carolina with Mac Brown. Um, they have talent there. Yeah. They, uh, especially Daz Newsom is an awesome receiver. <laughs> he lit up Syracuse this year. He was this kid is fast as hell, and they've got they've got pieces in place that I think that a different system, a different feel. I think that they can gain excitement and just and have a better year than what they. And they were not much to get over. They weren't healthy, so like you also yeah. have that um, rubber band. I feel like that's going to help snap back. Uh, what do you think about? Oh, we've got a second team. Second team. Tell us your second team. The second team is uh, always double. Just because. Oh yeah, uh, I feel like it's just, it's either going to be awesome or it's going to be a complete shit show, and that's less miles. <laughs> when there's when there's no place to go but up for Kansas. You can't make a wrong hire if it's a big splash like that because you're getting you're getting more press than you'll ever get. I could see them going six and five and being that's a huge positive, 
Or I could see them going one and eleven. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they just go <coughs> because it's such a. It might be. I don't even know necessarily what David Beatty's system was, except hand it over to, uh, oh boy, the the running back. Yeah. Um, Who got arrested? No, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, real no. bad. Real bad. I don't know if he's back, but yeah. It was, real bad arrest. Okay, so something less miles would cover up at OSU. So. Well, and I'm sure <laughs> without without looking at <laughs> yeah, it's cool. it's nothing he's unfamiliar with. And honestly, you know he. Coming from Oklahoma State too, it's not like those recruiting grounds are bare for him either. He's got, uh, he's and LSU already. He's got ties, whether it was the program or the coach, but you're still related to it. Um, what do y'all think about Jake Spivetall? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was actually my favorite hire. Uh, Overall was Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. Yep. And this goes this goes um, I worship at the altar of Paul Johnson and the triple option. I love it. <laughs> um, I love it, I love it. But um, there's a uh, something that goes to the program when you commit to the triple option at a high tier that's basically saying, Hey, we can't hang, so we're gonna try to give you a competitive advantage with the system. Um, and that used to be the air raid, and that's now everybody. So you've got like you're switching the other side, and it's a triple option. Um, I think they'll go. Uh, they'll be awful next year, purely because you have years and years and years of, of one system. You have a bunch of quarterbacks that can't throw. <laughs> right. They're saying they have like 15 running backs on their roster. Or something. Well, and that's and you know what's funny is I wonder <laughs> because because Temple was a running team. Like when he when he came in. He kind of kept it as it is. Your offensive line's there. You're probably going to have to run it. The quarterback's probably going to be the biggest question. But why wouldn't you um, convert any and all those running backs to receiver, right? Like, I feel like... Because they probably only have, like, two receivers on the team. <laughs> right. And, 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 they're, and they're also oh, probably huge yeah. guys, too. So, like, yeah. the receivers, I mean... Um, it's like it wouldn't be tough to just basically run like an extremely limited West Coast offense and run and short passes and screens that are going to have – where you're basically running the new triple option anyways, right? Where you're tunnel screening, you're bubble screening and everything else, and your quarterback's not having to – I really wish the triple option would work at a high at a high level. Me too. I just – I thought that was the best chance for it to happen. And I, I would wish it would happen – like somebody, you know – like at a more prestigious school, would we'll, get would we'll get somebody so they could recruit a little bit higher. More prestigious in and, athletics too, yeah. right? Because like that's what, and it sounds like it's um, compartmentalizing, but the triple option and in high school, like the wing T, all those different kind of systems typically are run by smaller schools, right? And not ask a quarterback that can't throw. Right, it, it definitely. Small line, yeah. yeah, small line, a combination of all of it. Yep. The best team in uh, Texas for a long time in the two A was Selena, Selena, <laughs> not not the musicians that passed away. <laughs> um, but they uh, honestly can't even remember if if their offense ran that system. But as it relates to their competition level, they adapted and they picked a system that worked for them. And that system you could plug and play. Um, that was a defense. I was that was a defense. I was telling you about that ran like a ten-one defense, 
So they just fucking they press everybody. Yeah, blitz brother. The fuck yeah, I mean, like not necessarily blitz, but like they had a man on a man on everybody, and you had like a single high safety, and like that you was know it. who was coming. You could yeah, you could, and you could have somebody watching a read or watching the quarterback or whatever, and, and it worked because they're playing other two A schools that those high schools had like two hundred and fifty people total. So. It most likely didn't have great quarterbacks either. So what I mean when I go there is those smaller schools potentially don't have necessarily the best education levels, and Georgia Tech is running that system that they could plug into, but they might not qualify um, with the grades, yeah, yeah. academically. <clears throat> so if you went That's a to big issue in the ACC because the ACC has a lot of high academic schools. Yep. And but. I, I guess the, the the counter to that is, I'm canceling out my own point because the Ivy League has like incredible offenses for what they are, mm-hmm. and I guess a higher con- I mean it's a pretty high level of, of what you're having to do. I guess I wonder if if Louisville had hired a triple option coach, do they have a better chance of success? I don't know how Louisville is academically. Can you tell me on that, Kyle? I can't tell you. You, you graduated from Louisville. I graduated from Louisville. Let's switch. If Texas Tech, which I know is uh, not the best academically, if they have that system, they no doubt do better than Georgia Tech, right? Do you Maybe. think? I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time just envisioning the triple option. I, I think that it works so great on like the lower tier conferences because you're not getting those four and five star recruits and the higher the, the better athletes that can cover the triple option but but don't you think I, and you're right because it's it's the same thing now like Northern Illinois was historically bad offensively last year but their defense was so good it didn't matter so them just running the ball down your throat worked which is why Temple hired them because that just works at that level at Texas Tech, when you're capping at like eight wins and a really good year, and then Mike, because Mike Leach, that that he's not walking through the door. That boat's fucking sailed. Jesus Craig Gabe is gonna drag him right back out. God of damn it, man! Technological closet. We talked about him today. <laughs> yeah, I think he killed three more hookers. Cause that's what he did at SMU. Um, like a Texas Tech has a really deep talent pool to pull from. So all your leftovers, but you're still in the Big 12, those athletes, I think, could compete, and Big 12 is not running it anywhere else. That's, that's the, if everybody's running it, it's no longer effective, right? You're, you're benefiting yeah. it because people aren't hitting it all the time. So if Texas Tech, if Michigan had all their level of Michigan, Ohio State, USC, University of Texas, if they were still able to recruit at that level and run that system, do we still think? Do we think that they run the table because so. you have a combination of those athletes and that system that nobody usually plays or sees? I don't think so. You think so? You think it cap, that system caps a program from ever getting to a level that is at this point? I think it does. If the if the landscape of college football changes, maybe. In landscape, but, you meaning? Um, you don't have to get into it in detail, but. Like well, conference I mean, realignment, or like no, no, the I'm, way the games play. The way the games play. Period. See, I, but the there's run and gun and air raid coaches all over the place now, and it doesn't necessarily mean success because it's so commonly used. I think that one of the biggest issues that you're going to be facing with a triple option is <laughs> that 
look at how the defensive lineman has changed in the last like 10, 15 yeah. years. They've gotten slimmer, they've gotten faster, they've gotten taller. You're, you're, what did that Mississippi State guy run at the combine? Sweat. Like a 4-4. Four, 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 right four, 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 six, 260. 21 of the 23 running backs. Yeah. Yeah. He ran past him like Julio Jones did. Yeah. He, yeah. Past, yeah. he just went up like 15 spots with them. So you got people like that. You're Also, your linebackers are basically converted safeties now. Yeah. So you've got these super ultra-quick guys on the outside that can run down people. Which is what killed it in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Like Miami Hurricanes was the proof of concept that, that – Eliminated that shit because their defense was so athletic. Yeah, and I think at this point I don't know if we've gotten out of that. Well, Wisconsin and Stanford, offensively, don't do it with flash, not the triple option, but a a different game, run smash mouth football, whatever you want to call it, and it works for them to a limited extent. <clears throat> Look at Stanford has now, we talked about that in Stuart Mandel's top twenty-five. They've kind of slid back. Yeah. A bit in Wisconsin. Last year, had a Wisconsin's been year. good the last couple of years, but like we, we beat the shit out of them, and like it's because they're it's a stubbornness too. Well, and but that same system with the right quarterback almost got them to the national championship True. with Russell Wilson. True. So you got. Russell I mean, Wilson can throw the ball. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I was just, I was gonna bring up Michigan in this because this the this point with pro style and triple option is pretty consistent because what we've done the last couple of years is we they. Um, they've well, been able to do he's, he's a strength coach. coach. Jeff is so jacked. He's the strength. But they've been able to they've been able to run a pro style offense and run over like eight or nine teams because they're just we're so they're so much more talented than them. Right. But every year, the last couple of years, when they run into Ohio State, who has five star defensive linemen, they just booty blast Michigan because yeah. they will just put nine guys in the box and stuff it. So. It kind of lends itself to the same. Like if Michigan was running triple option, the same thing would be happening. We'd go, they go ten and one, ten and one, and then get destroyed. And I guess the if Army and I, it's such a that's such a limited sample size. If Army can almost beat Oklahoma, though, yeah, to be the exact counter to the high fast, the high and fast. Oh my God, the high speed. <laughs> And fast offense. High and fast, bro. High and fast. The this Conor Murray like story. Fast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> High and fast. It's the Matt Jones. I feel like it's a pipe dream. We're going to do a special episode on what, what will be the best Power 5 team to run a triple option and do entire, like, <laughs> break it down. Proof of concept. Bring examples. We'll have uh, we'll have a story. It'd be like a science fair. We'll have the board. Yeah, we'll have all the boards. Once again, visual medium. Visual medium. I put on the Instagram. Um, that's a good conversation that I want to continue, but I know we're gonna we can talk about it for another twenty five minutes. We got hundred. We got six months before fall camp even. Yeah, we've got, so we got, we got plenty of time. <laughs> and this and this uh, these we episodes finalized by the end of the spring game. Yeah, these episodes <laughs> are right. gonna be like incredibly current, but I'd like to do it like once every month and a half at least, especially yeah. going into the season too, yeah. uh, if Kyle will allow it. Because um, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle was against Jeff being on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, some of the uh, interesting ones, and we can get off this. Uh, Chris Kleiman uh, to mm. Kansas State is yes. is so frustrating because I want to see high fast 
Uh, God, I can't fucking say it. I'm I pace offense at Kansas State so badly just to see something different. And they're gonna run the same, basically the same system. <laughs> no, it's gonna be exactly it's like a the same. system. They, they got they younger Bill Sider. Um, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they really did. No, yeah, it's just like they more re-upped. success, more championships. It's actually Bill Snyder with a uh, a youth potion and then a full outfit. And they change his name. It's just it's his clone that they made forty years ago. That now is able to be head coach. Um, Manny Diaz, just because Miami always intrigues me, because I always want them to be good for the good of football, but I don't yeah. want them to be too good because. Hurricane hurts are insufferable. Yeah, and it's just and and it's just yeah, it's NASA. It probably happens for every generation, but like nineties, yeah, like people that grew up in in that nineties generation just have this bond. Yeah, NASA. Like it's like Raiders fans, uh, Hurricanes fans. I I can tell you right now, being a Syracuse fan and having to deal with Miami in the during during those years, man, I hated them. Did you hate Jimmy Johnson? Or was that that's uh, that was that was before I could really think. He was gone before then. Was it? Do you think there were some Syracuse fans that when Daryl Johnson ended up with the Cowboys under Jimmy Johnson that they were like internally conflicted? Like <laughs> I think it was more the fact that they went that he went to the Cowboys because most fans up there are either Bills or Cowboys fa- or Bills or Giants fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a double that's a double dip too. Um, and I'm interested to see. Uh, what I was going to say, you freeze. It's a bit honestly Jim McElwain at Central Michigan because uh, that's a life job if he wants it and he can keep winning. Love how Charlie Fry is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Dude's still kicking it, man. Why is it's he not wild. I I uh, I didn't even catch that when I made this list. Honestly, I was like, okay, yeah, uh, Charlie Fry. Um, yeah, let's stop. Because I'll keep going on every single coach. That's There's one I wanted to ask before you close out. Yes. So, Ohio State. Ooh, Ryan Day. Ryan Day is taking over a loaded team. Now, he does have a new quarterback. The NCAA ruled him eligible, right? Fields is eligible. Yeah, I think he's yeah, I think he's So, good. he's got a talented dual threat guy taking over a 13-1 team. What do you guys think? People think that Justin Fields was ruined by George's <laughs> use of him. I don't think that's true. Uh... Ryan Day is probably going to be an NFL coach at some point because he's just fine. Based off everything I've read on what he did for the offense and how he's constructed things, um, and this is probably stealing like verbatim from whatever it was that I wrote, but he does more. He fits everything. He fits talent. Fits the scheme to the talent, which is the best coaches. Oh, the best coaches do. Period. A bad coach is someone doing the same thing over and over again, regardless of, of uh, uh, the talent or ability or the scheme fit. Um, I think he wins a national championship though, I say. Not this year. I think they're going to be just fine. Gonna I be. think they win in the next two years. I think this year, they lose to Michigan. Everyone's like, fuck, this Ryan Day guy. Are you kidding me? People are and jumping then, out of windows. And then Michigan doesn't win that game again for like six more years while Ryan Day's there. It's been, yeah, it's been two out of 18, so <laughs> we'll take one. Of this y'all, when y'all lost Appalachian State the same year, did you lose to Ohio State too? That's yeah. rough, man. At least you, I was hoping you'd get at least one. That thing. was they, – they lost uh, – App State, and then they got blasted by Oregon, too, because that's Dennis oh, Dixon. Do you want to talk yeah, yeah. about oh, a, man. a spread and shred? Should have been, been Heisman. Yeah. He tore his ACL. That's rough, man. I don't know if um, my heart ever recovered, honestly, uh, on an emotional level. 
You know, Kyle played. Was it basketball against Mike? No, no, my no. I did not play <laughs> against Mike Hart, but we did watch him play uh, play against um, one of our rivals, IHC, because we Mike Hart was in a uh, smaller, you know, lesser. Oh, he's division. from New York. That's right. Yeah, he's from he's from the Oswego area. Oh, such a shitty runner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and he was in a smaller school, so he's in, in a lesser division, and they're playing one of our rivals for basketball, IHC. Which has like ninety people in the class, so we go up and watch him. I think he had like something stupid, like ten rushes for three hundred and twenty-three yards. He returned like two touch, two kickoffs for a touchdown. They took him out at like halftime. They were having him like, all right, if you're at the two, run. If you're at the one, take a knee. You can finish it out. For um, that's insane. Uh, and also insane how much you can dominate one level in high school and then just be like pretty good in college and then never in the well he went to the Indiana the Colts didn't he wasn't it the thing that Mike Hart just never fumbled and then he, he was fumbled a, like he was the a first finalist one year too was he really he was really good in college damn why did I I guess the last year was such a mess that I didn't consider yeah. it because I never saw him before that he was it's a tough way to get on the national scene he never fumbled either that was the other thing but didn't he fumble like his first year like in, for the Colts. It was like his first yeah, carry he fumbled or some shit. It was like, <laughs> wow. Um, he was a regular Amon yeah. Green. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, shifting slightly uh, on people moving to different schools, uh, I'm going to pop up something. We can stick with quarterbacks because Jeff kind of started on it with Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, who stands out, who doesn't um, on these quarterback moves for you? I know Kelly Bryant was considering Syracuse for a touch, and I don't think he was even considering. I think he was just putting his name out there. And Syracuse, and anybody was trying to grab him. Everybody was trying to grab him. People were saying that he would have been a good fit there. I personally didn't want him because we've got Tommy DeVito ready to go. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I, I don't think putting him in as a band aid for a year. I don't. I think that stuns Tommy DeVito. Mm-hmm. I, I just. I, I didn't like that fit, so I'm kind of glad he's not going. He also went to a school that got a bowl ban, right? Didn't they get a? Didn't Missouri get a bowl ban right after that? Yeah, they did. They got they, they got hammered. Yeah, yeah, they got hammered by sanctions and. So he he transferred into a place that won't go bowl. Yeah, it's 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 funny too because that's actually kind of how I feel about the Shane Bichelle move. Like on one hand, I'm super excited about it, but um, so Ben Hicks, I'm glad to see him go. Love you, guy, uh, but. It just didn't work, and he gets to go with uh, old Chad uh, Morris at Arkansas. But um, they have a young quarterback, and I always forget his name. I just looked it up because it's William Brown, the most boring fucking name. But he's like, he's gonna be a boomer bust because he is uh, extremely athletic for an, a pure air raid team, kind of. And I think that honestly, um, I think that. Sonny Dykes has changed his system enough to adjust for a quarterback being able to run. At least it seemed like it in the time that William played or that Brown played. Um, now he's going to be a true sophomore, and he gets to sit behind Shane Michelle. So I don't know. Like, it's it's bittersweet, right? Because it's like you want the rebuild yeah. or the winning out. season. Yeah. You hate being the 8-8 eight and eight team in the NFL, and SMU is not far from – Greatness relative to their conference with the coach they got and the talent pool they've got, but Shane Bichelle maybe gets him there, but doesn't keep him there because he's gone. Yeah. And and a three-year starter can get that, can get you there. I'm, I'm 
slightly intrigued by Jalen Hurst to Oklahoma to see what happens. I think, you know what's funny? I think it's going to be one of the biggest impacts for the new quarterbacks, and it's going to be a negative impact. Because yeah. I think Lincoln Riley will probably really have a cool offense for him, but it's not going to be the offense before, and that offense was so much fun to watch. Well, the last two years, it's been super fun to it's watch. It's been incredible. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, and I think that that's what intrigues me is that how he's had two it. years of just incredibly fun performances from Oklahoma and their quarterbacks. What's going to happen when we put in another guy who, for, I mean, did he rightfully get ousted from his job in Alabama? The, close, <laughs> the closer Alabama got to Oklahoma's type of offense, the more Tua was cemented in as a starter. So for him to leave and then go to a program that's running that same kind of system to either show that he can prove it or you know stay on that big stage, like I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think it benefits Oklahoma, especially when you have a chance to like, cool, we've had two likely number one overall pick quarterbacks go back to back. Start with your freshmen, start with your young guys. I think just... that's smarter. <coughs> but I agree. I, I'm intrigued to see what happens. But the thing, so the the kid they brought in, his name is Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Number one quarterback. The other thing is they brought three five-star receivers in. Like, I don't think that's ever. So I know they lose uh, (laughs) Antonio Brown's younger brother, but. Oh, Hollywood? Or cousin, nephew, whatever it is. But Hurts is going to shred still. Hollywood Brown. It would be ironic if that Rattler kid came in later in the year and replaced him, though. (laughs) Like, <laughs> no, no even, even better, it's when they're um, in the first they're losing. round of playoffs. They're losing in the <laughs> Oh, my God. Wins the championship. Oh, it'd be like it'd do a full circle because he got replaced, and then he replaced uh, Tua when Tua got hurt, won mm-hmm. the game, yeah. and then everyone's was like, what a great story. What a great, like, rounded out. He goes to another school, and he gets it happens all like again. Yeah. Well, playing Alabama. <laughs> yeah. And then Saban's calling over to the other side. like, can you bring him back over? Yeah, he's just like, please. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by Austin Kendall to West Virginia, too. He was the backup at Oklahoma? Yeah, he's... he's For two years? He's been behind Murray and... Yeah, the wow. poor guy can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I wonder if he... Well, I, I think that move... It had to have probably happened after Holgerson left. Um, and Neil Brown got there. Probably. That's a good hire. Uh, well, but Neil Brown's going to keep more of the same what West Virginia does, period. They're pretty similar. Just yeah. from watching the, the bowl game between Syracuse and West Virginia, because Will Greer didn't play, they had their backup. I forgot what his name was. but He was bad. He wasn't He was the old he Miami kept them transfer. transfer. He was the old Miami transfer. Yeah. And, and I think that they were looking for a new quarterback. Yeah. They didn't have the trust in him. I really like the name of the guy going to Utah, Cameron Rising. Cameron Rising's a hot name. That's a that's a rapper name. Um, it's a great name. I think I want him to do good things. Uh, Nothing is less <laughs> sexy than a guy going from BC to Rutgers. No, you know what's even more <laughs> what's even more unsexy is Josh Jackson sparing it up for Maryland because he was so disappointing at Virginia Tech. And I don't know how long Syracuse has him second week of the season. He might do, he might do well in Lox's offense though. Because he's more of a yeah. if he can tailor it. Because Jackson's more of a runner, and I don't know if Fuente liked that as much. I I don't know if Fuente like I had all the confidence in that hire when yeah, it happened, kind of and it is flopped. like it's almost the same way I feel about um, uh, Florida State with uh, Willie okay, Taggart okay. because it's like cool. I love this story. They probably got a coach that's going to be a lifer, 
and then either the job that they replaced, um, Beamer and Jimbo respectively, did such a bad job at filling up those cabinets before they left, yeah. or the job's gotten, whatever the reason is, they can't fucking get it. Whether it's luck, whether it's cutting players, whether it's no offensive line, it's a bummer, because I want Virginia Tech to be good again, too. I want everybody to be good. <laughs> Like, you want I, everyone to go I, seven I, and six. I, no, no, no. I don't, I, no, I don't want everybody to win. I want everybody to have a chance to win. That's all. Because like no, no one, no one benefits from like Texas Tech being awful record-wise the last three years has been forgivable because they're at least competitive in most of those games. Yeah. Even when you go back to like that Baker Patrick Mahomes, like cool, you lose like ninety-five to ninety, <laughs> but like at least you put up ninety. Um, when, it, was when, fun, it was fun getting there. Yeah, and yeah. like and like last year when Boston College had like a run in them, and then they kind of fell apart. But like, it's fun watching a team that's like nobody wins when Boston College is good. That's not they true. Were in the top twenty-five for a while. Yeah, AJ Dillon, He's former Michigan back. commit that we let go. Thank um, you. <laughs> you're nobody, you're not, welcome. I'm not bitter. Rutgers is good. Rutgers should be shot off the planet. <laughs> Rutgers. Ruck, I'm they're. okay with Rutgers folding as a program, period. <laughs> go the way of Idaho and just go down to FBS. Just, just keep on reliving those, Relegation. those Mike Teal, Ray Rice dreams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's too Mohamed it's, Sanu, yeah. <coughs> it's so Ryan weird, Leonard. the flash and the pain that they had. Same thing with, like, Kansas, though, right? Like, oh, you're just yeah. like, oh, man, he, uh... The Todd Reesing. Todd Reesing, uh, equipped to live, to lead. Yeah, he'll shoot himself. <laughs> shoot somebody or whatever. Um... I was say one thing I wanted to get both your thoughts on is, it's interesting how some schools are even taking two. Like Missouri took two, and Arkansas brought in two freshmen. It had had a rep, so it's like, I I like what Chad Morris is doing because Chad Morris is doing the old like meritocracy. Like let's just bring in as many guys as possible. Yeah, like it's risky with one because you're like, oh, I don't know, but. That's the way to do it when you have nothing, though, right? Yeah. Like he didn't have anything there, oh, they and, were, and he recruited really well. Last year too. Yeah, they were top. 20. They were just bad last year. They oh, did, there was nothing left there for. Well, and and, and you got to do something. You got to do something when you're in the SEC uh, West. In that period. school, like yeah. you're, there's no, there's you're not on an uphill climb. You're climbing Everest. Period. Yep. And that A and M free climbing Everest. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah you're yeah you're free climbing. You're out there by yourself, no cell phone reception, and you don't have a beanie on. So you're, you're all you got <laughs> is a bag of sand that yeah. you keep on putting your hands in. <laughs> That's <laughs> all you've got. Um, Tate Martell doesn't excite me at all. Uh, because Will he be I, eligible this year? I don't know if he'll even be el- eligible, but I don't know anything about him. I've heard. I feel like I've heard his name for four years, and I still I couldn't tell you what he looked like. I couldn't tell you how tall he is, what type of quarterback he is. No clue. Um, because he is. he's a midget. He's you know what, is he even a real <laughs> is he really is he short? He's like five ten. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's real short. Yeah. It's really yeah. Kyle is, quarterback. Jeff, yeah. please be considered. <laughs> I'm five ten. It's not an insult. <laughs> Just came at you, bro. Uh, I do. I, <laughs> I do like the idea of a UCLA uh, quarterback going to a Cal team. Because they're just like, oh, this offense is way too good. I'm going to go to Cal. Like, like, I can't handle this. I'm going to go to Cal where I'm going to be awful and throw up seven interceptions in the Cheez-Its Bowl. bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with yeah. the Cheez-Its Bowl. Is, uh, is DeAndre Johnson, DeAndre Johnson of the... Uh, the former Houston Texans wide receiver? No, the uh, last chance you, DeAndre Johnson. Isn't he the, the old Florida State quarterback who knocked a woman out at the bar? Is that the same one I'm thinking? Uh, I'm, I'm, I think it is. Um, 
Let's That's interesting that you couldn't, he couldn't make it at FAU. Well, and he goes to Texas Southern, so he goes to FCS time. <laughs> that is absolutely... Is that yeah, right? it's DeAndre Johnson. God, he's 23 now. And he's been to go to Texas Southern. He's been in college Southern. like seven years. So he'll, he'll probably crush... Eight years of eligibility left. Dude, I forgot. It's I wouldn't be. You know what? Look at this, and there's like Ryan Perilou still up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't even look at Brandon Wimbush. Oh. Oh yeah. Brandon Wimbush. Um, I think that's probably going to be kind of neat. Uh, Josh Heupel um, was an absolute dickhead uh, in the servers in the service industry to bartenders and the like. Our producer Kyle uh, served him directly. I think he stiffed him. Um, and he was in the area for recruiting, and he can wow. go fuck himself. So, like, anytime, it's I'm so bummed out he got UCF because I wanted them to win another national championship. And that's not happening now no, with him. No. Uh, next, uh, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up to the, the drawing straws now. Uh, all right. So, I want you all to choose here. Um, we can either talk recruiting of your respective schools, maybe at large, whatever you want to do. I got a list here of uh, college football's top 10 impact true freshman quarterbacks, which seems excessive, but especially since they probably won't start. I want to be Spencer Rattler, so like that. Um, and then uh, we've got a Twitter question that's two parts. And then we've got a, uh, a giant question that, uh, what do you want to do? What do you think? Jeff, buyer's choice, you're new. I think we can tackle recruiting because it's pretty. That's uh, a short. Pretty one. by the numbers when you look yeah. at. Yeah, uh, quite literally. Like <laughs> um, there's rankings. Yeah, yeah. It's, points, it's funny, funny enough. Funny enough, you say that uh, because if you'll notice, um, <laughs> is this last year's? No, no that's right. That's this year. Georgia finished number one again. Yep. Oh, you know Two what? I think this run. isn't rivals either. This I think is I the twenty-four-seven. Yeah, twenty-four-seven positive. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M just can't catch up to Texas. It's like bridesmaid every time. Um, and also, I don't get in it. I don't get it. Anybody that visits College Station, I don't know why you stay. I don't know how Oregon doesn't get the number one draft or number one recruiting class in the country every year because their facilities are so fucking awesome. Well, I think they're. Um, I wouldn't doubt it after this season if they do again. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, uh, there's. It's obviously been done. So it's not like it's an impossible task, and you have that much money behind it and the facilities. It's just cool. As, it's cool as shit, man. I fell in love with Oregon when... We need another The Garrett Blunt. That really is what we need. The Garrett Blunt. Um, was the Michael one? James. The Michael James. <laughs> All of them. Um, they were, full, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, they were, they were the one I really wanted to call out. Like, when you look at the top ten, this is like Blue Blood Central, you know, like... Georgia, Bama, LSU, Texas, Oklahoma, even A&M's more recent, yeah. you know, Michigan, Florida, Clemson's up there, but Oregon, when I saw that, I remember we were it's, talking about this earlier, it was like, holy shit. It's wild. And, and it's, what's, what's funny is they're only a national championship away from being a blue blood, I think, considered uh, uh, someone that should always be there. The yeah, same yeah, way that people look at Miami now. In the last 15 years, they've been fairly dominant. Yes, right. agreed. And and I don't know if that's, and you know what, we'll probably touch on that in general with another question yeah. later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on maybe why that is. But like seeing Nebraska back up at 16 is wild to me. South Carolina at 17 with fucking much Tennessee champ. Tennessee at 12 is, surprises the shit out of me. It really does me too actually yeah. because I still can't name their coach. Can you? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. It's my alma mater. No. It's, it's a defensive guy that went at Peter Asparagus. That's all he's I remember. He's a dude from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. He coached at the shitty uh, Huntsville school, or not Huntsville school, the uh, 
The, the MTV reality show. Yeah, uh, Hoover. Hoover. He's from Florida State and Georgia too, right? Yeah. He yeah. so he He's went like he went Hoover and then jumped up to Florida State maybe yeah. and then Georgia and then Bama. And then Bama. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Uh, Penn State continuing to spare everybody because they'll just never live up to it. Yeah. Uh, they should hire. You know what they should do? They should probably hire our Bryles. Well, James Franklin. Match uh, made in heaven. James Franklin is. Jeremy Pruitt. I don't know if you guys have been able to watch any Penn State games, but James Franklin is a, is literally a potato. Like he he call he makes the worst. <laughs> He's a potato. <laughs> he makes the worst in game coaching calls, and uh, when he lost Joe Moorhead to Mississippi State, their offense took a nosedive. Yeah. So it's really fun to watch him because he recruits like tons of studs and then can't coach them. Well, it's like someone buying the best tools but not like having hands. <laughs> He has like one hand. Let's give him some credit. He has no. He's missing his thumb. He's got a Jason Pierre Paul. He's missing his thumb. He's got a Jason Pierre Paul hand. Um, it's awful. I just visualized it. It's so gross. God, it's like, yeah. It looks like it's the same thing you kick the football off of for kickoff. His hand now. He just holds it. Monkey's paw. At practice, he's like, they're like, up, up, get out here. Um. Uh, yeah, so I think Oregon surprising. Florida bouncing back so quickly is yeah. not surprising, no. but it's also like That's Mullen having the old urban ties too. I'm sure helped that. We're just like, hey, remember Tebow? Well, and then they they kind of started the season off kind of bad, but then they ended up. I mean, they drubbed us in our in the bowl game. Yeah, they beat the crap out of Michigan. So I think they really ended on a high note. And because Michigan won that game a year before that in the same bowl, they right? smoked them. Yeah, yeah. I want Washington to stay up there because I want them to be. Yeah. Somebody that can compete with an Oregon who rightfully should be the best team in that conference. You know what? The the first um, creative offense they have uh, will allow that to happen. But I feel like they're so boring to watch. Washington is so fucking boring. Well, Jake Browning seemed like he never got better. Two years ago, I was like, dude's going to the NFL. This guy's got it. And he just keeps, and he kept getting worse. Yeah. And just, like, it, he he would just double down. Like, it's like, oh, cool, he did a spin move and then threw an interception. And then be like, all right, he's going to improve from it. And then, like, fast forward a year later, same situation, and he does a, a spin move and then, like, a pirouette and then an interception. It's like, oh, he added to the bat. And they now have uh, – who's the old Georgia quarterback they got? From oh, uh, is it Eason? Jake Eason. Jacob yeah. Eason. Yeah, because there was oh, the Jake awesome. Jakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had to get rid of a Jake. Yeah, there's so many Jakes and Justin. <laughs> Let me upgrade. Let me up Jake here. Um, a and M surprising to me, only because I grew up in Texas and it just A and M was never their punchline. You'd set your security code on like your gate if you were in a gated community. If you had Aggies living there, it always had to be one, two, three, four because they couldn't figure out anything else. <laughs> um, Ohio State's down that low, not surprising because they only had 17 signees. Yeah, they had a small class. That'll change. Stanford stand up there, Mississippi State stand up there, yeah, Purdue. Carolina sitting at 31. Yeah. people. Yeah. Watch that. I feel like, did, did they recruit really well under Butch Davis when they were like cranking out NFL? Yeah, yeah but they were paying motherfuckers, yeah. right? Like that was the thing. Just taking their classes. Yeah, that's. Like, uh, Marvin, um, oh, the defensive tackle. Marvin Austin. Yeah. Um, it's weird to see. Uh, the basketball schools, Kentucky, North Carolina, Michigan State, back to back to back. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could count Baylor. Kentucky up there that high, but they've been. They've been so well. Stoops is Stoops. 
and Kentucky is to what uh, Patterson is not Patterson. Um, uh, the Washington coach. Um, Peterson. Peterson. God, I kept trying to say Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I feel like they're the same. We're like they're not bad, and they're good. Um, core, not core builders is such a spare ass word. They build a foundation of a team, and they can keep it, and they can keep sustain it. it yeah. yeah, sustain it. Yeah, sustainable is probably the word I was looking for. Yeah. That I just, um, I'm not very smart. Uh, <laughs> but I bet you, if you took someone that was electric and put them at Kentucky now, within two years, they could be really good. Yeah. With the core that Stoops built, the same way if um, he's you, built the foundation, somebody could. Yeah, the same way that if if Holgerson yeah, hypothetically had gotten like the Washington job, right? Today, Washington in two years is a lot of fun with a really good defense, a really good core, and a great head of hair, and four years and a beautiful terrible. head of hair. And then you'd have uh, the Apple Cup being Holgerson against Leach, and it would just be <laughs> oh chaos. My God. Um, that's that's what my fantasy booking. Uh, Cal being at thirty-seven is wild. I'd be surprised if there was an offensive player in there at all, just because of how they play. Because um, I don't think they're allowed to recruit offensive players. <laughs> Where's Syracuse on? Oh, there we go. There we go. Wait, hold on. Where was Michigan? Oh, is it 10? Am I just missing it? Oh, it's a yellow washing out. Yeah. They had a really good class. That's a, but that's kind of that's kind of where they have been the last couple of years. They're between like 5 and 10. Right. It's a given at this point, Which short of, being, of having a bad coach. They <laughs> they definitely get like the the rivals in 24-7 bump, they call it. Like they'll get a player, he'll be a three-star, he'll, he'll commit, and he'll be a four-star. Yeah, the that's – yeah, that's – they have shown that with Texas. Does that happen? Yeah, they're kind of getting that with a lot of the a lot of their players. So at fifty four, Kyle, um, being yeah. right above Florida Atlantic and power recruiter Lane Kiffin, which he is. He is. That's actually yeah, probably. I don't really like good the fact Florida that Florida Atlantic. Right. I mean, look at look. It's kind <laughs> How of the fuck did that. Look at that. You got back. You got you got Babers, Kiffin, Heupel, uh, Sumlin, Norville, 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 Penny Hardaway. Away. Who the fuck is Wake Forest coach? Clawson, right? Is it oh. still Clawson? Yes. Yeah, because he can't get another job. Oh, he's finally stuck. Um, someone talked that about Norville too. Uh, that like he's been due for a good job for a while because he keeps him up. He makes more money than Bab- Babers does at Syracuse. He makes like a fucking shit ton a year. Really? Yeah, he makes a ton of money because they know what they've got and they pay their guys. Babers just got an extension. Yeah, which is good for him. He still not know. making as much as a Memphis head coach, but yeah. that's okay. Um, Memphis uh, or Syracuse better basketball program, Kyle. Syracuse or Memphis? Mm-hmm. Syracuse historically. Oh, so what about? <laughs> I'm glad you no, put no, historically. No, no, why? Memphis signed the number one player in the country for next year. Did they really? Because their head coach is, is Penny Hardaway. You know what's? You know what's? You know what's? Penny Hardaway is the head coach for uh, Memphis. But so. that's awesome. Isn't it his son that's the recruit? I don't think it is. Oh, okay. That's Hadaway. Yes. Um, Perry Hadaway. Perry Hadaway. It's <laughs> not no relation. It's Tommy. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Two Tone. Um, Boise State. Oh no, I'm not even gonna. I think the the best part, and it has these rankings, which is all I'm gonna go with the rivals. SMU is number 69. <laughs> nice. Uh, is there anybody on Michigan's recruiting class that you're specifically excited for? Yeah. So um, after getting torched by Ohio State's 11 receivers that run four threes, <laughs> yeah. we went out and got the number one safety in the country, and it sounds like they're actually gonna have him play slot corner. Ooh, nice. Because he's uh, actually Justice Hill's younger brother, if you know Justice Hill from yeah. Oklahoma State. 
His younger brother. Yeah, Dennis. who ran faster than I thought he was going to. Yeah, I he's, that he's like a more a bigger, faster version of Justice. So is his really name um, Law and Order? <laughs> Law and Order. Because no. Justice Hill. No. What about Avengers Hill? Because you have the Justice League, <laughs> and you have the Avengers. Daxton. Daxton, really? Yeah. That's man. Avengers would have been a cooler yeah. name. Yeah. Well, Dax Hill is pretty. Dax Hill feels like a. A, a battle that was lost that someone down south would be upset about. Yeah. Um, is that your only key standout? That and uh, so our best running, Michigan's best running back, uh, Karan Higdon, is going to get drafted hopefully. Yay. His backup <laughs> got kicked off the team for academics. His backup is a true freshman. So we they brought in a, a, a five-star running back. Nice. From California, who's yeah. gonna, who's essentially gonna have to play because mm-hmm. they don't have any other running backs. That's gonna be awesome. So I wonder if that's gonna mean y'all are gonna be more passing yep. heavy, which especially is great. bringing Gaddison from Alabama. Oh, good call. Yeah, that's cool. actually that might be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we're probably gonna in our defense lost. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the combine, but Bush. multiple really good players. Yeah. So it's gonna be probably a more fun year next year. Better offense, worse defense. Do they play? Purdue? I can't remember. Is Purdue no. in the same division? No. Okay, I didn't think so. They're fucking Jim Delaney in his goddamn divisions. Like, we we don't play <laughs> Purdue for, like, four years. It's and the then, fucking, it's the dumbest shit. It's the yeah. same thing with, like, I think uh, A&M and Georgia haven't yeah. played since A&M joined the SEC. Yep. Hey, at least they're not named, what was it, Legends? And oh, that was worse. Legends and Leaders. Because they were also, like, geographically off. Like, Michigan was in... Legends. It's literally the only thing that Maryland and Rutgers has done good the last like eight years <laughs> was come in and mess that up. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm extremely excited. We have uh, a receiver. I think he's going to be a receiver, but he's the only like real three star saying that we got. Keontae Burns. SMU. Yeah, SMU. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good way to. Yeah. Because <laughs> those are you give a name like Keontae, which is not the wine. Um, he should start his own wine brand. Keontae or Keontae? His next, uh, his next favorite recruit is Farva Beans. Um, and uh, White Fish, because uh, it's a, uh, it's delicious. Um, he's slotted probably to be a receiver, and he's a big guy. And SMU has been money for receivers lately, so that's probably it. Good to pair with Shane Bichelle. Probably be a slot receiver. He's six foot three. Is that receiver you you guys had that torched Michigan coming back, or is he gone? Uh, I think he's gone. Oh dang. Um, yeah, which is why he's going to be a receiver because he's just an athlete, uh, and I think he could have been a safety, but he was six three, or maybe a no, not a linebacker, maybe a safety or a receiver, and he wants to be a receiver because he. Declined offers from like Alabama and another school, uh, a couple of big big schools, because they wanted to put him in his natural position, hmm. but he wanted to play receiver. So he's going to be like a pure raw athlete that's probably going to be a pain for a year or two, but it'll probably be in the NFL in four, because that system just feeds feeds receivers like they need it. Yes. Okay. So Syracuse has um, actually four guys I'm pretty excited about. Don't know if any of them are going to start right off the bat. Um, How many players? Four. Just go over the whole recruiting class. At this point. <laughs> uh, so, uh, two linebackers, Lee Kapagba and uh, Michael Jones. They both, uh, Kapagba actually was originally scheduled to go to West Virginia hmm. and switched to Syracuse. He's a four star kid. 
Nice. Um, yeah. Michael Jones is being recruited by Georgia was one of the teams that was going after him another four-star kid. I think that they're going to be nice impact players going forward. We did lose a little bit as far as the linebackers, um, but I don't know if these guys are going to make the immediate impact that you, that you think, like just seeing just getting on the field. Um, got another safety, Cornelius Nunn, who he went. He originally signed with Syracuse, then dropped his his commitment. Went to Miami. About two weeks later, dropped that commitment. Went back to Syracuse, <laughs> and um, he's a he was a three star. He's like a he's like a tweener, three four star safety. Yeah. Um, and Last name's none. None. Yeah, and then hot. And then he can match up with our safety from last year, Andre Cisco, who won the ACC safety, like was an all ACC first team safety, and he was a freshman. Mm. And then nice. a guy that is coming in uh, next year, or they're coming in this year, he flipped from Maryland at the last second. He's a quarterback named David uh, David Summers, and he could be the backup to uh, to Devito now since Chance Amy transferred. He's got such a bummer of a name though. Yeah, that's fine. It's super boring. That's fine. Syracuse has boring quarterback names. Tommy DeVito's a good name. DeVito's the best one they've had since... McNabb. Ooh, there was one in between there, wasn't there? Troy Nunes, come on, man. Uh, who's, a, <laughs> who's that Duke? The oh, great Greg Paulus. Who came out of basketball. <laughs> Heading to the NFL, guys. Fuck Paulus. Um, something you said reminded me of it. Um, there was a Michigan... Offer on an offensive lineman that went to SMU, right? Was it Ike Danielson? Yes. Okay. Um, Big guy. Tackle? Don't yeah, worry. and I remember bringing it up to you thinking like, hey, that's pretty cool that we flipped a guy that had an offer from Michigan and you said something along the lines of like, yeah, I guess the closer look they got, because Oklahoma had also offered him, um, and then they didn't pull off their, their uh, scholarship offer, but they weren't necessarily pushing him anymore. Yeah. Well, Michigan signed six offensive linemen too, and he was the he was on the end. So I think at that point they were like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Can't take any more at this point. That's that's which sucks for the kid, but or you do, and it ends up being a transfer anyways, or something like it. Just it's that's nice of Michigan or any of those teams to really do because Saban does has been known to do the opposite, right? Urban gray shirts them. (laughs) Yeah, you just yeah you you bring in fifty guys every day every. I think he'll be a good player, though. I think he needs to reshape. Like that was the big feedback was he needs to reshape his body a bit. That's what. Yeah, he was. But um, he was really athletic, really good player. And he's huge. Yeah. Three hundred twenty pounds out of high school. Yeah. So which is gonna make a difference, wild. definitely in that conference. Yeah, I don't know if he's yeah. and I don't know if he's gonna start right exactly because I don't know if he's gonna start immediately. But when he does start, he's having that size. as a talk as a tackle to stop the rush when you're so pass heavy. But also be the guy that you're pulling on a on a run play or a yep. sweep or whatever it might be, yeah. and have just basically a train out there blocking is is pretty exciting. Um, shifting to another topic, buying time because I don't have it pulled up. Um, Transparency. <laughs> let's start it's with uh, we ain't got our, shit. <laughs> our producer Kyle uh, had two questions. Let's start with one. And we'll try to keep it as short as possible because I could probably talk about it for an hour or two. On why college football needs a video game, uh, please God. Um, Kyle and I probably met and bonded over NCAA football 13 years Very ago. Very true. That's, that's what we did. Uh, often drunk um, <laughs> and partying. If we weren't partying 
and or drunk. We were at our buddy's house doing a dynasty before they had online dynasty and handing the controller and doing all that whole other mess. Back in 05, 06, 07. Um, how big of an impact did that game have on you, Jeff? I mean, it still does. Like, I still play NCAA 14. Yeah, I have 13 on my PS4 that I, PS3 that I still play. I'm gonna say if you have it on your PS4, that's <laughs> fucking news. Yeah, yeah. I have it on my PS5, guys. Um, it's just I think he he hasn't <laughs> given me gamer tag. I don't know if he knew I had PlayStation, but he's never shared it, and that pisses me off more than anything. I think that Xbox. Oh. Uh-huh. Shit. How fucking rude. <laughs> I feel like I don't have you PS- Yes. I thought you both had Xbox. You told me Xbox. No, I didn't. This is derailed quickly. Anyways. No, you know what? This is the rest of the podcast. <laughs> this is about how Jeff does it. He's shamed. Jeff has been fucking us. I've been, I've been replaced. I've replaced Nasta. Joke's on you. You've been playing by yourself. Um, with yourself is what I should have said. Uh, so, big impact. Sorry, go ahead. I'll just be super quick. Like No, you don't have to be. I think the... Like... The funnest, funnest, damn. The most fun part, even, brother. I sound like an idiot on this podcast. You can say whatever you. Even want. playing it recently, like it, Did you hear it took the me geography b- one. <laughs> yeah, Did you hear us? that was brutal. <laughs> but um, it took me like three days to pick a team to play on Dynasty because I kept just practicing with different teams, and I yeah. loved. I was like, ooh, Oklahoma State, ooh Navy, ooh Memphis, like just the being able to play all those teams and like the different styles and things. The option that's so the underrated fun. part I think was it like you had a one I guess when that game when Insomniac 14 came out it was still 118 teams ish. Yeah. Something like or maybe that. 121 something like that. But to have any game that you have 121 options is fucking crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Because in five, you know, Marvel versus Capcom there's like a huge roster of like 70 people so like you still don't have that many options. Um, to give you an idea of how ridiculous we were I think it was the maybe 07 or 08 game. First of all, I'm a dumbass, and I would go through and I would name everybody on the game. <laughs> yeah, this is before, yeah. This is, when, this is before it was online sharing, but there was still where you could buy a thumb drive and have someone send it to you. To, from eBay, which I also did that at once, at, at one point, uh, when I, I just couldn't do it anymore. But we had a like series where we took teams from each conference and matched them up against each other like what we think they would we drafted the teams and then we put them together in, in games just to see who was better at the game so it was, a, it was like a, it was a 60 game tournament because <laughs> we just eventually played them and I remember one was like Houston versus UTEP but you'd have to get tricky because you'd, you'd play in the conference right and he drafts six I draft six and you could use them whenever you wanted to. Hmm. So if I played him, if he played his best team, and it was Houston in whatever conference it was, Conference USA or whatever, I'd pick my worst team because I don't think I could beat him with Houston. And like, and so it was a strategic element to it, but it was absolutely ape shit. And then when Online Dynasty became a thing, oh. uh, there was an incredible community called Tradition Sports Online that I got on that was uh, sim style, realistic style of playing. You'd have 12 people in a dynasty, whether you'd be in the same conference or other sides of the, of the, uh, the nation, and you're recruiting against each other, you're running different styles, and it was just, it was a blast. Hmm. Even uh, our two person, just me and him. Yeah, we do two person on dynasties all the time. I still have to, I have to play my game. I'm trying to do one now, and it's been two and a half weeks since he's played his, and it's fucking <laughs> I'm gonna do it on a thumb drive right it's now. fucking so dumb. <laughs> I'll do that tonight. Please do it tonight. I'll play tonight. Um, yeah, I think I think it benefits everybody. And uh, the the biggest thing that it affected for me, honestly, having the real rosters, I felt 
more educated on college football throughout the season because you'd play a, a dynasty. You'd get the game out a couple weeks before the season would start or more, maybe a month, a month right? before. Yeah, it'd be like July 17th or something, I think. It'd be like a weird release date. And you get the real named roster in a week or whatever, and then you're playing and you're like, man, this West Virginia, this West Virginia receiver is like insane. Steve Slate, and then you watch, yeah, and then you watch me like, oh, that's Sills, like that's insane, like that makes sense. And sometimes, um, and then the flip side of that would be like, you'd watch a a matching game and you'd see a Bowling Green quarterback who was going fucking batshit, and it's Omar Jacobs or something, and. You're like, I want to play as him, and being able to go around, turn around, and play as him. I wonder how good he is on the game. I, when I, I got the most recent like rosters for NCAA 14 um, before we started our dynasty, and the first thing I did was I played as Oklahoma against like Louisiana Tech or something, because I wanted to see what it was like to play with Kyler Murray. Hmm. And, and whoever made that roster nailed it. It was awesome, being able to basically sprint to one side of the field to the other within like three seconds and then throw an 80 yard pass because it was just it was it was wild um i want the game back badly i'd pay a lot of money for it yeah i'd I think pay that's the uh, consensus around the country that yeah. they haven't played this like everybody wants it back it's just the whole that O'Bannon rule well it's that that sense i think has been changed so you can actually do it now the difference is there's not the union part so you can't just sign a deal with the NCAA and it's good for everybody like it was before they had to license the conferences and then the NCAA mm-hmm. now yeah. you've got to go to each conference and then you've got to go to each team and you've got to license them separately and that's a lot of work for him. and then you can't do the player likeness either right yeah. well and there's a game coming out I think this year Doug yeah. Flutie's Maximum Football or something it's going to be fully customizable which is neat we all know it's not going to be as good as NCAA exactly. 14 um, and it's got a long ways to go uh, the other part of Kyle's question was uh, why he wants us to talk about why the Pac-12 is the new ACC. And so I guess let's paint what the ACC was. Is this like pre-merger or pre-additions recently? Maybe. Or are we talk? I mean, if you want to go what pre-additions, I mean, you can go... Back to like what in 2000, 2002-ish, well, when they added Virginia Tech and Miami. Right. So let's let's go let's just go ten years, right? So that's okay. Big East is still a thing. So Syracuse and Louisville, they're still they're off. Um, and you have a conference. It's basically Clemson on the uptick, Florida State, and then Virginia Tech sometimes. And Miami was down. Miami was down at the time, but realistically. Uh, Brad Kaya out there. Uh, the national champion, Brad Kaya. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. Um, Ja'Cory Harris. Whoa. I, uh, I played him in one of my NCAA dynasties, and he was a lot of fun to play with. <laughs> so please don't shame the name. Uh, all right, so I'm just looking at past winners, right, of the national championship. The last time, 2013, right, was, so it was the last that BCS. Was, that was Jameis. And then before that, before that, the last time an ACC team won was Florida St- oh, Miami in 2001. Were they ACC at the time? I think that they might have been Big East. You might. It may have been the first time. It may have been the first year. If, if not, it's 99 in Florida State. So either way. It is. That was not a Big East. 
team. That was a big because that was an because, ACC uh, team. It, that was no that no that was a Big East team that Miami team. So it was because, not a Big East ACC team, <laughs> or yes. it was an AC Big East C yes. conference. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. confused. Yes, <laughs> Miami when they won was still in the Big East because my first year at Virginia Tech was Virginia Tech's first year in the conference, and they came over at the same time. In the Big East. In the ACC. But you started college in... 04. So Miami... Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. confusing my high school with college. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so 2001 then, right? 2000, oh, 2099. Sorry, 99. 99. So 14. 20 years. Um, so the ACC never had a legit shot at a national championship. I don't think um, the Pac-12 does now or really did then either because you had USC and that was it Oregon made it USC was a legit contender at that point but so they won in 03 and 04 and they lost in 05 USC. have they come close to, yeah have they come close to it since since 05 not really not really so not think of so they've had a six year they had a the six years after the ACC capped out yeah well then but then, then they, but then the Pac-12 went into Oregon being a contender, they were yeah, no doubt. So they they, they seamlessly went from one contender to another. Or the ACC, did. I guess, did with Clemson, right? Uh, Clemson at that time though wasn't. That's what maybe they did, but later, right? So thirteen Florida State. That was the Bowden time, right? Yeah, yeah Tommy I, Bowden. They, and they had they had some players. They had like James Davis, CJ Spiller. Those guys were there, but IP in peace. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh. But I, I don't think that they were reaching those heights, and Florida State was in a weird state, in a really weird state at that point. Do you think? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think we could talk about the old ACC, that ten-year ACC? A good comparison would be that it would eat itself, right? Because I'm wondering if you could relate that to the Pac-12 now, where it eats itself, a la Washington State this year, um, Washington. Not two years ago, but three years ago, I think. I can't remember. When I think two of years? eating itself, I think of several good teams that are beating up on you. You think of Campbell's. Yes, I think of Dom. That's like, <laughs> the, like the Big Ten East is. Like you have Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Yeah. We're all like... Or what everybody wishes the SEC West was, but yeah. instead it's just or Alabama, Alabama eating everybody. Or like late... Like the late 2000 um, Big 12, when you had yeah. Texas Tech... With Michael Crabtree, you had Oklahoma was good. You had uh, you had Texas still still banging with with uh, Colt McCoy. Or you could even honestly do the late aughts. Um, Florida State was good. At that the eight, yeah. late aughts SEC East too, when it was Florida, Mark Richt at Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee still still there. Doing something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then Steve Spurrier at South Carolina, maybe that's when he started, started in the late yeah. aughts. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of when I think of eating itself. Yeah. I feel like the ACC was beating itself up, but they were in that weird tier, like that they were oh, they were a tier below the top top uh, conference. They always felt like the the fifth power. Yeah. Right. Out of those five, right? Like yeah. in the Big East was the one that the six on the up right, and the one that in oh seven oh eight was five. And kicked those ACC down. Yeah, because of the From West Virginia's Rice, uh, Rice Rutgers, um, Rice. The, the Ray Rice's. <laughs> the, um, yeah, Ruck, Rutgers, Louisville, UConn, USF, UConn, yeah. all those teams. Yeah, 
So, I don't even remember what the question was. Um, why is the ACC like? Okay, so okay, so and the Pac-12 is right now definitely yeah. the worst of the five, right? Yeah. We can all agree on it. I agree. Uh, I think if I had to give a reason, um, it's probably because they have a series for a long time, a series of coaches that can't recruit their own backyard ever, and yeah. you add, and when they added Colorado and they added Utah. They started pulling some people from California. Right, but not enough, and not enough to be competitive in that league. So yeah. Utah's good by scheme. Colorado's a fucking stock market up and down. Yeah. Right. Um, Oregon State completely falling off the map doesn't help. Nope. This might be, this is probably leading your Twitter question, but you look at just the total ineptitude of USC the last. 100%. How do you, how many years has it even been? I mean, help. It's been like ten years. Dreadful. Yeah, Helton's been awful, and there and it's all been coaching hires because they're trying to. They were going for USC. God, Sark. Was there a drinking coach O in there somewhere as an interim? He was the interim after Lane Kiffin left, wasn't he? Is that right? I think. I think that's right. But then Um, Crosstown, UCLA. Yeah. You know, Mora pandered around for what? How many years did they give him? Six, seven. Well, and, for a while. and I wonder if there's like what I what didn't happen for Pete Carroll. That's happened to the SEC. I feel like, which is the top dog losing their coaches within the conference. Right, everybody's trying to pick up the Saban tree. No one picked up the Carroll tree really, um, and part of that's because he's so kooky and kind of a conspiracy theorist and a weirdo. The same way Mike Leach's tree has been pretty far removed from what it was yeah. because everyone's kind of distanced themselves. There's not a team to drag everybody up by their neck, I feel like, uh, and that's to the detriment because then if you know your Utah team is eventually going to get there with, an, with, with a 9-3 and three season as a Pac-12 champion because there's not a legit threat in the conference for national title. Well, it just feels like every time that you get to a certain point where a team might make that jump, USC, Oregon, Stanford, Washington, you know, they get to that point and then they fall back. Yeah. That it's they they can't sustain success and because of it it's just the, the conference is constantly going like this and this and this. And Which is great for parity. Like great it's, for parity, it's, but it's, it's not great for, for getting your conference noticed as far as well, and the jokes, power. I think the joke's going to be on everybody when Herm Edwards wins a national title this year at Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> he might win the Pac-12 South. Well, he does play I don't win the game. I mean, Colorado won it. it. Who won it last year? Didn't Utah win it? Yeah. And yeah, it were, was, and, and they weren't even. They're like, not that. They shouldn't have been in the running for like the last two weeks, and they came out of nowhere. Or they were they were good, and their quarterback got injured or something. They basically they were, were just playing their really stingy defense that they always play, and their yeah. offense was awful. Their uh, Samoan defense. <laughs> the Samoan three four. <laughs> well, in the ACC in that time period, you did have Virginia Tech, who was probably the most consistent out of the teams, but they couldn't win the big one. Yeah. They, so, right, you'd, you'd lose a game somewhere that you shouldn't have lost. Yeah. Even in the late aughts, it was always ECU, right? Like, ECU would ECU end up... ECU was a pain in the ass yeah, and everybody. Dude, and everybody. ECU beat everybody. It was so so, so beautiful um, with Not Skip Holtz. Skip Holtz and then Ruffin McNeil after him. Um, as we wind down, because this episode's getting to the hour 15 mark... Uh, a lot to talk about. <laughs> that's because we haven't really sat down and talked for a long time. That's before. true. Um... 
And NASA's not here, so... To, to derail and <laughs> to put his foot in his mouth. Um, Love you, NASA. He's not listening. He doesn't know how to download a podcast. He probably doesn't know what Spotify is. No, he... No clue. Spotify is what he uses to get the stains off his shirt. <laughs> no, it's going to Spotify here. Um, we, uh... Terrible. So, the last question, we'll finish it up. I, uh, I stole this off of a question to another college football podcast, even though we're the only college football podcast, which should be mentioned. Um, the only one that's ever been made. So, the sleeping giant in football, right? So, the concept as a whole, pretty self-explanatory. Um, Nebraska is one of those, right? Like, sleeping giants, former dominant. Michigan, you could probably even classify because it's been... Two out of 20 years, they beat Ohio State, and they should be better than that. Tennessee. Tennessee's a good one. Yeah. USC. Yeah. This question is, which giant is the closest to falling asleep? And I gave y'all both, I think y'all both knew the question before going in, so mm-hmm. you had time to think about it. And I had it longer than y'all, and I'm not sure I know what my answer is, because Kyle shot down like three of my ideas at lunch. Um <laughs> No, we were talking the other way. You, you shot down on my potential sleeping giants, which was rather annoying. Um, the closest to falling asleep, I think it's got to be Auburn is all I can think about. And only because they don't realize how good they've got it. And you're playing second fiddle in your, uh, in your division to the best team in the country almost every year, right? And eventually they're going to make a move and get rid of Gus. And you're going to have an Arkansas coach, an A&M coach that are both very capable, and then the two Mississippi schools that are no slouches. And they're going to be right on your ass. And as soon as they slip up and they get buried by A&M, and they get buried by Mississippi State, and Alabama's still doing their thing, I don't know how they recover. That's a tough, that's a tough fucking recovery. Um, and I could see it knocking them, the wrong coaching hire, wiping them out for seven years. Eight years. No problem. Especially if Saban's still coaching. Because sure. then anyone in Alabama's, I mean, Alabama's going to have to lose for five years before they ever get any sheen off of them. Auburn, it takes one year. And I think they're... Yeah, their fans are so up and down. Yeah, they're them. fucking wild. Um, that's probably my best answer, is Auburn. I think it's the closest to falling asleep. To no fault of the people that are at Auburn right now, except for the people that are running, uh, except for the boosters and the athletic director <laughs> making the wrong hire at some point. Yeah. What do you have? Where do you want me to go? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> but a team that I mean they're they're really high right now, but I could see just like one slip up really knocking them down. Michigan, yeah. I I I don't see a lot of sustained success with Jim Harbaugh. Is that because Jim Harbaugh's one to leave? I think he's one to leave. I think he's also extremely volatile, and he's never made friends with the with the uh, with the athletic department anywhere he's been. Didn't make friends in Stanford. In insider circles, Jeff, how do you, how's Harbaugh viewed? Is someone who gets the job done even though people don't like him? Or is he turned over a leaf with uh, spending the night at recruits' houses and shit? It's, well, it's interesting because he, he basically has 
carte blanche to do whatever he wants. Like he has unlimited funds. He pays coordinate. He pays assistants a million dollars. So for passing game coordinators, so insane. So, that's fucking insane. So he basically has like freedom to do what he wants, and he's won at an ex- like I think he's he's won like seventy nine percent of his games. Like it's a crazy high number, but he has not won a Big Ten title or beat Ohio State in four years. So you can already feel like if you go online when Michigan loses. Like the twenty percent of Michigan's fan base—that's bananas. Brother, I don't bananas. even follow that many Michigan fans. But they go. You Twitter's goes nuts. The M—it's like the M go fucking virus. Yeah. Whenever they lose a game, they should win. But that's what I don't know how much of the that vocal fan base is also wealthy alumni because eventually they're gonna get pissed at him and yeah, no, they'll no. kick him out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because like it's one thing to piss off like. 50,000 of your shitty fans on Twitter. Right. But out of that 50,000, are they collectively donating 50,000 a year? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, there's shitty fans out there. Last night, Duke beat Wake Forest by one, and I saw somebody say, we need to fire Coach K because this team is not well coached. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's that kind of, yeah. Yeah. That is wild. But, yeah, and you won. And you're in the top five in the country. That's stupid. But um, you've got the head of Skip Prosser. You're gonna complain and fire your coach. <laughs> I got a funny story about that. I'll for the podcast, cool. Yeah. I have to cut that. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're wrapping up, Kyle, and we're trying to finish. I was at the Wake Forest game with my dad this past weekend, and they have like all these banners up there, and they have like Muggsy Bogues and Randolph Childress, and they have a banner that says Skip Prosser, 2001 to 2007. My dad goes, Kyle. Why'd they ever let go of Skip Prosser? Oh, no. <laughs> I go, I go well, well, he died while running on campus. <laughs> it was his heart that let go of him. And my dad goes, oh, oh, I guess I, guess I didn't realize that. How loud was he when he said Oh, he was a bit loud. God, I, I hope, like, like in, the, in the concourse, as people are pouring in, why'd they ever let go of Skip Prosser? <laughs> I just don't get why JFK isn't in the, the public eye anymore. He's a pretty good coach. Um... The, so your choice would be Michigan, you think, because of close that that, and then maybe two A would or one A would be uh, Notre Dame. Um, That's interesting. I don't trust Brian Kelly. I don't trust Notre Dame in general. Their fan base is nuts. Their their boosters are nuts. They they'll just switch switch on one. We've already seen them go go through valleys. And you know what's interesting too, though, about both those selections, Michigan and Notre Dame. <coughs> after talking about the Miami fans and where they come from and where that started. I feel like for Michigan and Notre Dame, it's very much the same, right? Like the 90s weren't even, honestly, I don't even know, but like if they weren't dominated by those two teams, public eye, those two teams were some of the biggest, period. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have 50,000 yelling fans that don't go into the school because it's not the front runner, obviously, because they haven't been in the front, but you have that. There's still new Oakland Raider fans being created that are getting soaked up into that shit. Well, I think the other reason that you kept that I kind of consider Notre Dame to be in that group uh, is because when you're looking at a college football playoff, they do put a lot of weight on your conference championship, things like that. It takes a year, like what Notre Dame did this year, for them to get into the ter- into the tournament. If they lose one game, they're screwed. So, do you think though? Do you think that they would be, they would, it would, I think it would hurt them if they joined the ACC full time or the Big Ten full time, if only because Ohio State and Clemson are going to be the person 
are going to be the people they can't decide that is bitch slapping them every year. Like, Michigan doesn't have a choice. They're going to play Ohio State. So as long as Ohio State's really, really, really good, it's always going to be a thing. Notre Dame, at least, they have their historical rivals. But they can also, like, if they wanted to take a year off playing Michigan, they can. They did for three years. Point. We're back. Yeah, but that in turn is going to hurt their strength of schedule. And Except they can hire, they can go somewhere else, right? Like they can. They can choose to who they lose. They can choose who they lose to. Or be, try to beat. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see the merit in that, but they, but they also don't get a conference championship game, which they do put a lot of stock in. I think generally, the benefit though, the only benefit to the independents I see for them is that you have. I don't know. They had a, they had a still pretty strong strength of schedule this year, like comparatively, because you're still going up against down USC. Stanford, Stanford, Michigan. Michigan. They played. They uh, played Pitt, I think. They played Michigan State. They played Syracuse. They, they hammered Syracuse. They did hammer Syracuse. That was disappointing. That was bad. Michigan State. I'm going to delete that episode from our podcast thing because it's it's the worst. <laughs> it was thing the ever. worst thing that ever. It happened. was a fucking conference call. Um, all right, the last person, the uh, the guest of the hour, the hour and twenty four minutes is Jeff. Jeff, who do you think the sleeping giant, the closest to falling asleep, is? I know it's only been a year, but. I just think Willie Taggart is in over his head. And I say that as a huge fan because he's part of the Harbaugh family. So It's a bummer, man. Yeah. I, but yeah. Just watching I think he called plays last year and that like they were undisciplined, they were terrible. And then I don't know if you guys heard, but they had a snafu with their staff where they violated a rule, so they're only gonna have nine assistants this year. Jesus. Ooh. And so, <laughs> so he's so, gonna have more responsibility. Well, yeah, and there's like a position that's missing a coach that they're gonna have to assign to an off-field role. Like he, it, that just hopefully kind of, it's not offensive line because well, it's a, it was wide receivers or something. Oh Jesus! But that just kind of screams like when you can't do the administrative stuff right, it's almost like how did this dude get a. And, a, and, power five and it only hurts that Florida is returning to yeah. consistency and Miami's starting to get good again, yeah. too. And Central Florida. And South Florida's no slouch. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, like, if I'm... And Florida Atlantic plays a fun brand of football. And Florida State's FIU trying good to, under Butch and, Davis. Yeah, like, and, it's really... They might be one of the bottom well, guys, couple teams guys that you could feast off of, right? Like your reserve guys, your two and three stars that are like raw that you could develop. A, can Florida State develop them anymore? And B, why would you want to go to Florida State and play for a six and six team, or go to UCF, or go to Florida Atlantic, or go to um, or go out of state, or fucking go to Florida say, and wait for you? Syracuse, Cornelius Nunn kid is a Florida kid. Yeah, Michigan had three starters on defense from Florida. Everybody recruits Florida. Yeah, perhaps. but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah, not just that true. anymore. It's everyone's coming to get your two and three stars because they know they can. Yep, Atlanta's no longer going to be an option with yeah. fucking Georgia and Clemson. Rat, just almost said rape. Uh, you know what? Raping that state <laughs> for talent. Yeah. South Carolina and then Clemson, same yeah. situation. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's unfortunate, but I think the well's going to dry up if Taggart doesn't like completely one eighty it. Well, la- yeah. The last thing on this, they haven't signed a quarterback in two years. <laughs> they took a transfer yeah. from somewhere, and yeah. they they have uh, Blackman, the guy who's one hundred seventy pounds, like. Yes. Well, and what's his name? Didn't he get dismissed for a second? Francois. He yeah, left. but he's gone. Is he gone? Gone? Yeah, they dismissed him. Oh, well, yeah, but I think they came. I, I don't know if that's gonna how it's gonna set up. Well, he left. Then the lady. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think he's gone one hundred percent. That's a point. They're gonna be dreadful if Blackman gets hurt, which he 
probably will. If I'm Florida State, though, which is the boosters are probably just like any other boosters, short, um, short-sighted and, and anxious to win. Well, they're nuts. They're already calling for his head after last year. This was their first non-bowl season, I think. Yeah, and there's and there's there's quite there's quite a bit of uh, supporters that um, it's uh, it's obviously a race situation too, which, which is, is which is fucking awful. But it's obviously like you can't deny it. It's just, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, because I do think that like no matter how he does in the next four years, in four years they're a really good team. Yeah. Because he can put together a team. He's proven it. Like, you don't have success at Western Kentucky by accident, even if you are inheriting a good system. And then to keep it up at USF, and then to keep it up for a year at Oregon, minus Herbert getting hurt. Yeah. Um, the proof's there. They just need to wait for the fucking pudding to get done. And it's well, not going to. That screams another larger problem in college football, and it's not giving coaches time. Not college football. NFL. I mean, football, yeah, right? Football, like yeah. everybody. It's yeah. fucking absurd. Like, you can talk about Kingsbury getting a job in the NFL, and it's being crazy. What's crazy is that there was a job in Arizona after one year, period. Yeah. Like, it's. it's yeah, it's that, that should never happen. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, do you all have anything else before I close it up? No. Jeff, how was your first time? Shitty. Almost as good as my last Kyle first wouldn't shut up either, man. As I, <laughs> as I talk over you. <laughs> it's the Marty Talking Over People podcast. Um, uh, guys, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, which I hope you have. Uh, again, Ed Sports Trebuchet. Um, the uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, I do want to point out that Twitter, uh, I've been trying to be a little bit more quiet on because I popped off on uh, that Twitter a whole lot when I started and I don't want it to be only show promotion stuff so feel free to tweet at me we can have a conversation everything else I try to live tweet uh, some of the AAF games whatever's going on uh, if it's interesting but when it gets down to the middle of baseball season it might be it's going to be some slim pickings uh, and that might be a good time for us to fill in college football wise and, and talk uh, if we have to sub in NASA we can bring Jeff in and then also just the power wide team period. Sure. Because it would, in an ideal world um, where y'all don't have children and mine just gets easier to handle, we can do a weekly podcast. But Especially I don't think that happens. Football season, yeah. Definitely yeah. during football season, and if not during football season, then every doing some version of it, rotating weeks, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, guys. Y'all be good. Say Ooh. bye, Jeff. Bye. <laughs>